0: Curt and Kate Mornings, not just on the radio.
1: It's a podcast, too.
0: I gotta crash my goals. I got to save the world. I've got to do big things for God. I've got to hustle harder. I've got to make history. I've got to give a hundred and ten percent. Just running through that <laughs> I'm right tired now. Just, just listening. Exactly. <laughs> Drew Dick was with us. His book is Dynamites. I read it during my week off. Just show up.
1: Yes, he did show up, and he gave us a new perspective.
0: Well, it all started with a midlife crisis. <laughs> You like the way I led him to that? Yeah. <laughs> Author Drew Dick is back with us. Hey, Drew, is that true about this book, Just Show Up?
2: Yes, that's right. You <laughs> me, but it started with a midlife crisis. Um, you know, I was thinking, I'm in my mid-40s right now. I was thinking back to my 20s when I went to seminary, and my wife and I were going to change the world for God. We had these grandiose visions mm-hmm. of what we were going to do with our life. And then, you know, I remember saying to her, I don't want the American dream. We're not going to live in the suburbs and have 2.5 children and have a, a white picket fence. Well, here I am 18 years later, I'm living in the suburbs. We drive a minivan. We don't have 2.5 children. We have three.
0: <laughs> you rounded it <laughs> up, we don't have a white which picket is good. Fence. You it's went good. for it. Yeah. yeah. But,
1: <laughs>
2: then the question becomes, you know, it, that like, okay, God, what does faithfulness look like now? Right. When some of those uh, idealistic plans fade a little bit, and the and the conclusion I came to is just showing up, showing up for your friends, for your family, uh, for the next thing that God's called you to do, and I think that can be really freeing. I was also talking to my wife, and she and I she asked me at one point, who are the people you admire most? And as I listed the people that I admired most, I realized that none of them were famous or had done world changing things, but they were faithful. They mm-hmm. they they showed up for the people around them, invested in the people around them. And God did amazing things through that. This Amen. is, I love that.
0: I was off last week, Drew, and uh, I read a number of books, and yours was at the top of the list. Let me just tell you, my friend, I really enjoyed this, and your writing is you. is excellent. You did such a good job. Just show up how small acts of faithfulness change everything. A guide for exhausted Christians. Um, you bring up William Carey, the great missionary to India. Uh, what was the name? There's a biography out uh, with the, the title of it is I Can Plod. And so you talk about joining the plotters, plotting and just, you know, just keeping moving is, is the general idea. It's so easy for us to become paralyzed, become discouraged, sit down, give up, taking the next step is vitally important and it's and when we again when we boil it down to something that is doable then that helps us you know and that and you talk in your book about habits as well when you start small and you're consistent and you keep showing up then eventually step by step by step you get where god wants you to go not giving up plodding along this is vitally important persistence endurance right
2: that's exactly right. Um, I think that, you know, especially in our time, when it can seem like you go on social media, you see these people blowing up and having these incredible lives, and of course you're not seeing the whole picture, you're just seeing some highlights, or nice. maybe it's not even real. Uh, it can be easy to get discouraged and kind of wonder, hey, God, what, what's happened with me? You know, I, I talk to a lot of people who feel like God's put them on the shelf, and they just feel like nothing's happening. But what I encourage people to do, what I encourage myself to do, is, yeah, like you said, commit to those little acts of faithfulness because they do add up over time. And it, it, it applies to our spiritual life, you know, our spiritual disciplines, those practices that connect us with God. A lot of people think you got to read the Bible for an hour every day or master a, a spiritual discipline with a Latin name. I tell people just commit to cracking your Bible open every day. You know, you might only read a verse or two, or maybe you'll get into a groove and read a whole, you know, few chapters. But if you just do that every day, it has a huge impact over time. The same thing applies, I think, when it comes to the church. A lot of people think, okay, what should I do? Should I lead the small group? Should I get into full-time ministry? Well, start just by showing up at church every Sunday, which is hard, right? But if you do, you naturally get involved and things start to happen. So again, just showing up to the next thing God's calling you to do, it may seem small, but it really adds up over time.
0: Hmm. Here's a big idea also illustrated in a book that you mentioned that I have been working through. I haven't finished it yet, but it's the classic from James Clear, Atomic Habits, talking about habits, and the whole idea of um, basically attaching – Something good to uh, a good habit, a habit you want to foster, making it pleasurable, making it nice, making it fun, and then uh, make something and so making it easy. So something good that you want to establish as a habit in your life. You know, you know. make sure that uh, you make it easy. And then if you want to eliminate a bad habit, this is the practical stuff. We know God is empowering us to do all of this. But if you want to get rid of a bad habit, make that, whatever that is, that habit, difficult. So easy and difficult. I think that's a very practical way to look at this. Have you put that into play in your own life?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's so true. And, and people say, well, do we really have to think about like how our brains work and habits to— to live the Christian life? Well, you don't, but it certainly helps to understand the ways in which God's wired us. That's right. And James Clear talks about that. Even doing silly little things, like giving yourself a tiny little piece of chocolate when you start the day with your Bible instead of your phone, right? Or, yeah. or if you go for a run, uh, you know, maybe you, you listen to your favorite podcast or, or radio program. Uh, some kind of way to reinforce those habits. And then, of course, you, again, you want to start really small. I think The cruel irony of this topic is often when we want to change, we're really motivated. So we go, okay, you know, I really want to get get serious about my relationship with God. I'm going to start the day by praying for an hour. Well, that's too difficult, especially when you haven't exercised those spiritual muscles to do that. So if you just start with just committing to saying a brief prayer when you wake up in the morning, if you do that consistently and you kind of persevere through that, that window of habit formation, some people say it's about 30 days, then you can kind of build on that habit. But it's crucial to start small if it's going to stick around in your life.
0: Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Drew Dick is hanging out with us, and Drew is an editor of Moody Publishers, also former managing editor of Leadership Journal, and uh, he's the author of several books that we know and love, including Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. came out a few years ago. Just show up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything, A Guide for Exhausted Christians. You ever feel exhausted?
1: Yes, a lot, and you know, I'm thinking uh, this is what Tolkien had in mind too, uh, because he said that the that the, um, the well the hobbits he raised up the hobbits. It as, always as, goes back, yeah, it to go back to the hobbits with Kate. But also, he you know he said Samwise Gamgee was really, in his opinion, the hero, and he was not the lead of the show, if you will, but he was faithful plotting. To the end. So, did you draw anything from uh, The Hobbit? Oh boy. <laughs> the oh, Lord wish, of the Rings. I wish I would have. <laughs> I was just
2: thinking, I wish I would have heard that insight before I wrote the book because <laughs> I definitely would have included it because you're right, Samwise is a perfect example of uh. it.
1: <laughs> Yes, and he just wanted to go home and eat potatoes. You know, and I just don't so identify. Yeah, <laughs> don't we
0: all? It's so true. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, by the way, uh, Kate is so into uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. She has the Hobbit Study Bible.
1: No, but I do have a Hobbit devotional. <laughs> there, it really exists.
0: Bill Bilbo's really kind of insights. Of they have a little yeah. like uh, place for that. You know, it's like uh, just a little bit of truth there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, of course, I'm just kidding. So don't go on Amazon and or Christianbook.com. Showing to up that. and
1: just being there—it can be key.
0: That's what we're talking about yeah. here every day, and it's not glamorous. It's an average, ordinary day, but over a period of a lifetime with consistency, oh, God can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Drew, I want to ask you about—you know—the the big question that all of us have grappled with—you know, God's will. Now we know what His revealed will is in the Bible. We know. Uh, what He's revealed to us, and we know uh, His principles and all of that. But we were talking about this last hour as well. You know, how do we we know what God's will is in a given situation? Like, should I take this job? Should I marry this person? Uh, on and on it goes. And you talk about we can find God's will with our feet. Explain what you mean by that.
2: Sure. Yeah, it's a tricky topic, uh, God's will. And frankly, a lot of the stuff I heard growing up in the church wasn't always helpful um, sometimes is a little bit spooky and mysterious, like you kind of had to wait for a sign or something like that to understand what God wanted you to do. What I've found, and, and that certainly happens, I don't discount that, we got examples in Scripture of God miraculously leading someone. But I think for the most part, it's, it, then the unglamorous truth is that we usually find God's will as we obey Him, just as we act with faithfulness in our current situation. And when we do that, He directs us, He lights the path ahead. And that's what I've found because, man, like when you're in the moment of your life, sometimes the things seem all random. But when I look back, I can see how God was guiding me through a series of odd jobs and things that just didn't seem to be going anywhere. And then I look in Scripture. You look at people like Moses, who, you know, he was tending sheep for 40 years (laughs) before he led the Israelites. Um, But he was faithful. Like if you just keep showing up for the next thing that God has in front of you, I don't think you need to worry about whether you're going to miss the boat, if you're going to miss God's will for your life. He will direct you. Just be faithful in where you are right now.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It can be very unhelpful to be so focused on the future that you miss what God wants to do in the moment, and of course we know that He is progressive in His development of us. He prepares us for the challenges ahead. And and that's so vitally important, you know, where am I at right now? Well, I'm being prepared for whatever God has for me next, and it's up to Him. I don't need to go out and do a, a big thing for God. Um, I just need to be obedient in the moment. You know, you, taught, you used the word earlier, Drew, freeing. That's a freeing concept to me. It's like the pressure's just been lifted off.
2: Yeah, that it's freeing for me, I've found that, because you don't have to kind of think, oh man, I've missed the boat, you know, a lot of people feel like that, or even if I've sinned and messed up, God's not going to use me. Those are lies that really paralyze us. If we're faithful, regardless of what's happened in the past, God is going to use you. And here's the other thing too, you may not even understand how what you're doing right now is going to ultimately contribute to God's call on your life. But I, I assure you that whatever it is, for whatever reason that God has you doing that, he is preparing you for what's next
0: my favorite chapter in the book is a long haul hero be a long haul hero you share a powerful story about a childhood friend of yours his name was Colin unpack uh, that story for us
2: yeah this was oh man about seven or eight years ago now I lost a, 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 a close buddy my best friend growing up Colin he died tragically in an accident along with his daughter and I flew home for the funeral and I, I remember standing there and just seeing over a 1,000 young people come to his funeral. He was a teacher in a small town. And um, I loved Colin. He had a lot of potential. And I thought, Colin, why don't you get out of this little town? Uh, often, you know, I even said that to him. He was a basketball coach. And I said, hey, you could go to a bigger city. You could probably coach college uh, basketball instead of uh, the middle school girls, which he was coaching. And I remember what he said to me when he was alive. He said, I love this town. I love the people here. And I just want to invest in them. And um, at the time, I thought, man, maybe you're squandering some of your potential. Uh, and then here I was at his funeral, of course, absolutely racked with grief. But I saw all these young people get up one after another and, and, and through tears tell about the impact that he had on their life. And I had kind of flitted from city to city, chasing you know, new opportunities and more education. And I started to wonder, who made the better choice? <laughs> he had put down roots and, and he had become a long-haul hero for these kids. And I love that phrase. I didn't, I didn't make up that phrase. I read an author talking about that. He, he referred to how we engage with life as an infinite browsing mode, kind of how you look at Netflix and you don't want to commit to one show and you sit there for half an hour and look <laughs> yes. at all the different shows, unable to commit. Yes. He said, that's, a, that's how a lot of us approach life. But he, what he advises, no, instead of do that, click out of that and be, invest deeply, become a long haul hero after the people that are in front of you. And that's ultimately what yields uh, benefits and enables you to have an impact in the long run.
0: I love mm-hmm. that infinite browsing yes. mode. You know, it's it's basically uh, keeping our options open. Well, you know, there's always a plan B. There's a plan C. I, I love the way that, uh, again, I have to give you props for your writing. I love this. Um, you're talking about Colin, and you say Colin stayed in—his nickname was Axe. Uh, he stayed in one place, put down roots, invested in the same people for years— Meanwhile, I had moved through the world like a ghost. I'd prioritized opportunities over community, progress over place. There's nothing wrong with pursuing opportunities, but as I reflected on the hundreds of lives my friend impacted any short time on the planet, I started to wonder who had taken the better path. We tend to view people as not being ambitious enough, you know, why do you want to stay in this small town and... And again, as you were alluding to there, it's like, well, don't you want to do something bigger than this? Are you squandering your potential? You know, we need a wake-up call where we – and we get back to talking about uh, God's will for our lives, putting feet to God's will, you know, and moving in that direction. Um, It's a fine line, right, because God can open a door of opportunity to move us anywhere he wants to move us. But maybe the way we should look at this is ready to stay, willing to go and and maybe be thinking along those lines is that helpful do you think
2: i like that i'm gonna steal that yeah <laughs> absolutely um and and just it's, it's so easy sometimes to forget the people that god's placed right in front of you yeah um and and the impact that you can have there and here's the thing you may end up having a broader influence but it's usually going to come through investing in the people right in front of you i remember asking a whole bunch of prominent pastors when i worked at leadership journal about who the biggest biggest influences in their lives were. And I thought I was gonna get a who's who uh, list of the greatest preachers of of their time. Instead, it was mentors, usually that you would never even heard of, who mentored them when they were young, who invested in their lives, who were there for them when they were hurting, when they were confused, poured into them that made the biggest differences. And I think that's true of us. Ultimately, the biggest impact we're gonna have is investing in the lives of the people right around us.
0: This whole conversation mm-hmm. is just relieving us of the tension and the weight and the pressure of trying to make things happen. If you follow the Lord, He will open the door. And again, we're not saying be uh, inactive or, or too passive here, but um, you know, we take the next step that God reveals to you. Kate, step by step, right? Inch yes. by inch, it's a cinch.
1: Yeah, step by step.
0: Inch by inch, it's uh, a cinch, mile by mile takes a while.
1: Yeah. Or it's harder. I don't know, Drew. What, anyway, what,
0: what is that? What, what is maybe that? You're saying? where
1: you're supposed to be. Yeah. So work wherever That's you funny. are. He'll yeah. move you if he needs to.
0: Maybe you tuned in today yeah, just man. to hear Drew talk about this, and uh, this is just scratching the surface. You guys, this is an easy read, but it's not shallow. It's friendly and conversational. Drew, its I, I feel like you're a good friend of mine just after reading this book, and I've never met you face-to-face, only on the radio.
2: Well, thank you. That was my hope. I just kind of hope people come away with it. Maybe have a chuckle or two. I have a lot of dumb dad jokes in there. But, um, <laughs> we love those. Oh, we back do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. But I just hope that you'll encouraged, refreshed, and inspired to take that next little step that God's going to love you.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, Drew. Blessings to you. I hope you'll come back and hang out with us again.
2: Anytime, I enjoyed it. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to Curtain Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from six to nine a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.